<laughs> I used to do choir when I was in high school, so oh, okay. we had like a kind of vocal warm-ups, I guess. Nah. But I'm trying to remember if I had any other ones. Vocal warm-ups. Yeah. Nice. She sells seashells down by the seashore. She sells seashells down by the seashore. Oh, Peter Pecker. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm so good at English. That was uh, quite impressive there. <laughs> You're welcome. Pass, pass, pass. pass the poutine. Pass the poutine. Fries, cheese curds, and chicken gravy. Pass the poutine. Hi everyone, it's your host Nina from Pass the Poutine Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. His name is Danny and he is Vietnamese. What's up? What's up? Xin chào. Xin chào. Xin chào cut. No, xin chào bang. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Oh, someone speaks that's Vietnamese right. and it's not me. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. I've like been complimented on my Vietnamese. Sometimes like I get it spot on, but other times I'm just like blanking out and I'm like missing words, like filler words, and then people don't understand what the hell I'm saying and they just like politely nod <laughs> and just stare at me like this guy's a loser. <laughs> and I'm like shit. <laughs> I'm a loser here. Now I'm a loser in Vietnam. Fuck. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. Your Shit. laugh and your cry sounds the same, I think. Yeah, sure. Um, so can you... That's what my mom says. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, love the show. Been uh, watching it since I've been in elementary school. Watching my show? Watching your show since I've been in elementary school. So it's been really impactful on my life for the past... Uh, week awesome yeah so really really great thank you so much but no i love the show i've been listening to your podcast and uh i'm really glad to be here as a guest oh my god i'm so excited i i actually listened to you on a different podcast oh no way <laughs> oh god i was probably like really bad you you were amazing actually your voice or as the vet say well hi kwa what does that mean? Haikwa. You don't know Haikwa? Oh, like Haiwa? Oh, okay. Oh, it's that northern southern thing. Oh, okay. It's like awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I think I just sound like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> so um, earlier you, you, were, you were complimenting me on um, how awesome I am. Can you uh, say that on air? <laughs> no. No, I just, I don't want it to be on record. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I've been listening to a couple of your episodes. I think Pass Poutine is great. And I think you're doing like really great work, you know, representing Vietnamese people, giving back to the community, holla. right? Because like, holla holla, <laughs> right? Because like, uh, you know, like name 10 like Vietnamese people that are like changing the world right now, right? And like, you can't, like, there's like, I don't know, like the Yellow Ranger, Trini from back in the day. She Viet? She's Viet. Damn. Yeah, she's Viet. And, um, but she died, unfortunately. So Holy like. Shit. I can kind of name some actors. Like, there's um, Dustin Wynn, right? He's, like, an actor in California. But he goes... He's been going back and forth to Vietnam a lot of times. And he's been, like, directing and stuff. So, I think he's changing the world. There's also the girl... Um, the girls in Star Wars. I don't know if you know about them. But there's two actors in Star Wars that are Vietnamese. So, Ooh. like, you know... But if you think about it, right? There's not a lot of, like, Vietnamese representation. And, like, that's right. kind of what I'm all about. And Are you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if you know this about me, but, um, yeah, I'm a male stripper. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, my stage name is uh, Spring Roll. Oh, my God. Because I was born in the spring and I have rolls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for those that can't see, I'm like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a heavier set person. So, yeah, come to, uh, come to the strip club in Vancouver. 
and ask for spring rolls. I'll give you a lap dance. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Danny's stand-up set. Uh, I am your host, Nina. Shit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm actually a screenwriter. So, and That's like, so cool. One of the things that I want to do with my screenwriting is just like, um, you know, give more Asian representation. There's a lot of things I want to do. Right. right. Within like 10 years time, I want to be like the next Asian Stan Lee Okay, right. I'm gonna totally support you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that I want to make great. I want to make like a whole Asian verse, right? <laughs> Wait, wanna, what, what would the Asian verse like consist of? Stay tuned, you'll find out. <laughs> like, right? like what kind of superpowers? Stay would, like, tuned, you'll right? find out. Stay like, tuned, really you'll good find at out. Using chopsticks. You'll, oh yeah, you know <laughs> it. Sure, <laughs> dude, you just created something. You just created something already. Oh shit! Right, one guy is like <laughs> chopstick mad. <laughs> His superpower is like he releases like Nook Mom odor. Yeah, you know it. Yeah, I'm gonna stop crime with my wood, my oh, chopstick wood. Oh, that sounds that sounds a little my bit. chopstick Ooh. wood. Yeah, that's, okay, that sounds wrong. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a little. That bit. sounds wrong. But no, uh, there's a lot I want to do. Right, I want to represent like Vancouver well in like media because because Vancouver never plays itself. Vancouver never plays itself. There's so many like TV shows and like movies that get filmed here, but they never give Vancouver credit. <laughs> so I want to give like Vancouver the the like. Ryan Reynolds has kind of done it with Deadpool, right? But, he, but right. he's only kind of like just mentioned it with like mainstream and stuff. But like, yeah, Vancouver is never Vancouver, and well, I want to give the proper respect. When I was watching Deadpool, the first one, when yep. I recognized like Sunrise Market, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> I was Sunrise like, Market, hashtag Shit. Sunrise Market. I used to go to that grocery store all the time as a kid. Yeah, because everything was like really close to like <laughs> rotting, and that's why they sell the shit so cheap. That's Look at this cucumber that's like literally turning into right. slime in my hands. It's only twenty cents. Yeah, and I can. Okay, well, we'll get it. it. Yeah. We'll, we'll eat it tonight. If I eat it in like ten minutes, it's good. <laughs> yeah, ten minutes. You gotta time yourself like really fast. Oh my gosh! Oh man, sunrise, I love sunrise. Yeah, market. when I saw that, I was like almost died. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Chinatown represent. So with your. Like, so you are a screenwriter. That's first of all, that is such a cool job title. Can can you tell it to my parents? Oh shit. They I was like, just gonna it. ask because they you're Vietnamese, yeah, yeah, which yeah. means you're Asian, which yeah. means you got Asian parents. Yeah. And uh how do they feel about this? So <laughs> So my uh my mom's all for it. My mom's like, no Oh way. man, that's really, really cool. Yeah, my mom's okay, so my mom isn't Vietnamese technically. My mom is um Chinese raised in China. Sorry, she's Chinese born, but she was raised in Cambodia. Whoa. And then that's when, um, you know, the religious persecution happened, uh, Khmer Rouge or whatever. Yeah. And then that's when she went to Vietnam and then the fucking Vietnam War happened. And then that's when <laughs> she, can't catch she came a here. Break, man. No, yeah. well, now she caught she caught a break coming here. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I would say that she's like a little bit more open minded, but like, oh, fuck my dad. Holy Is your crap. dad Viet Viet? Yeah. My dad's like gruff old Asian businessman. Oh, oh my man. God. Like, well, not the worst of the worst. Honestly. I feel like now that he's older, he's been, like, a little bit more open-minded. But me and my dad have, like, a complicated relationship. And, like, we fight all the time. <laughs> so, like, just, like, this funny story that I'll mention, right? Um, this one time, I was in this screenwriting competition here in Vancouver, actually, right? And then um, I made it to the top 50, then top 10, and then the top 5. Oh, shit. Right? And then my dad was like, oh, if there's a white guy in the competition, daddy's not going to win. <laughs> and there was a white guy. And I'm like, well, thanks, dad. <laughs> right? And then I fucking beat the white guy. And then I won the competition. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then 
my dad, he's just like, you know, doesn't like acknowledge that like he was wrong, right? He just gave me the Asian grunt? man grunt. He's yeah. like, mm. yeah, my dad mm. does that all the time. Mm. It's like he does it when he's angry. He yeah. does it when he's happy. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you never know which one it is. It sounds kind of sexual. Mm. <laughs> But it's just like an Asian man grunt. It's a grunt and a nod that accompanies the grunt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, yeah, it was one of the highlights of my career. I was going to um, say congratulations. That's thanks, awesome. Man. Yeah. yeah. I, I ended up selling um, the rights to that show to this company in China. And, like, that's been, like, pursue your dreams. <laughs> if it happened you once, it. you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. It's like the Shia LaBeouf meme. It's like, just, just do it. it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I'm doing weird gestures with my hands. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I can't if, see. If people yeah. know, uh, Danny's doing the same gesture that yeah. Shia LaBeouf does in the video. It's yeah. like a Hulk, like, just yeah. do it. <laughs> I liked him with his rat's tail. That was that was so messed up. Because he has wavy hair and his rat tail got all, like, like scrunched up. And, like, it looked like kind of like a dirty, like, the hair that you pick up from, like, a oh, sink, this, right? The drain. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, drainage yeah. clog. Oh, and I'm like, God. oh, man. Oh, God. Sorry, that's off topic. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, but seriously. Seriously, like you're doing great work and like i tell asian people vietnamese people particularly like you know try to do something creative because like the talent pool is like seriously lacking right and like i tell like my friends all the time if you just take the leap and do it right like as asians we should because the representation like really really sucks and like they need you and they need your content mm-hmm. right like um make history but like don't forget your own history right wow that's deep man that was really deep. You're funny and deep. Creative writing class. <laughs> Shout out to Mrs. Oh, I forgot her name. Never mind. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Wait, so, I, yeah, I always wondered, like, how did you become such, like, a creative and funny person? Because I feel like what I've noticed is with, like, stand-up comedians and yeah. funny people. Yeah. They always have extremely traumatic childhoods. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That's true. I don't think I had like a super traumatic childhood, but um, I understand because like, okay, so in my family, right, my mom and my dad had me when they were in their 40s. Oh, they had you later. Yeah, so they had me later. So it's my dad and my mom. And then I have two older sisters, right? My chihai, my older sister is 10 years older than me. Mm. And my second sister is like... um, nine years older than me oh. so in that sense i've kind of always felt like a burden because right. uh, i was the baby of the family yep yep right I got you so i guess like i don't know i just like just happened i just developed a sense of humor and like i guess i don't think i'm that funny but nina thinks i'm hilarious <laughs> i literally haven't stopped laughing you did you, well me. you don't have to laugh <laughs> don't laugh in my face for all i don't know i'm actually really ugly <laughs> Don't laugh. No, stop. No, stop. Stop. <laughs> Don't laugh at my face. Daddy, stop. I like how you're looking at me and laughing. Wow. <laughs> Shit, son. <laughs> this episode is out of control. Out of control. Oh it's the first uh, five-parter episode. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, man. And I guess, like, hmm, let me see. And I guess for as for creativity, mm-hmm. it was something that I was always interested in. Because um, I had average grades when I was going, when I was in like elementary school what? and high you school. You didn't get straight A's? I, know, I didn't get straight A's. What? Yeah. 
And like um, the only thing I did excel at was creative writing, actually. Oh, so yeah. it was always in you. So it was always in me. Like I remember um, the only A I got in elementary school was like grade six. And it was like a journal entry or whatever. Or it was something. And the assignment was like describe pizza. And it was the only thing I got like 10 out of 10 on. And I'm like, what? And she was <laughs> like, you were really good with your words, the way that you describe things. And I'm like, oh, I'm just telling i'm just writing pizza as how i eat it right but she was like no this is good danny like it's something that look into oh my god and then i kind of took like i took some creative class a creative writing classes in high school and then when i got to college i was like i kind of left it alone for a bit because it's like you can't make a career out of like creative writing right like that's never you can't even right an avenue you think it's of. not really an avenue but like yeah Went to college, went to university. I took a couple classes. What what were you? What was your major in post secondary? So okay, yeah, probably like every other Asian kid, I was planning to go into psychology, right? Oh shit! Right, That's like every other Asian kid, <laughs> every other white kid, right? Psychology is what you study when you have no idea what you want to study. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. true. But like, it's those art classes that like really expand your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like psychology, uh, philosophy, sociology. Oh, those right? are all my favorites. I think those are. I think those classes are needed to like expand your brain and like uh, expand your point of view on the world, mm-hmm. right? And that's when I started taking like creative writing classes again, and like I'm like, oh my god, I love this, right? Like I can see myself doing this forever. And the reason why I didn't pursue my bachelor's was because. Um, when you go to year three and year four, it's all workshop classes. For psych? For creative writing. Oh, for creative writing, okay. Right. So, because I was planning to go get a bachelor's in creative writing, mm-hmm. but I'm like, no, nah, that's not worth it. So that's when I just finished with my two-year diploma, and then I went to film school. Oh, snap. I went to film school for writing, and oh, man, that, like, changed my life. It was, like, the best time I've ever had. And, like... There's something really magical magical about writing because that's when I feel like 100% myself and that's when I feel like 100% so free that I can make anything. I can do anything. And like, it's a love-hate relationship with writing for me because like sometimes I got to grind it out, right? Mm-hmm. Just this past... Um, just recently i finished like this 200 page script this movie script Mm -hmm. and it took me like a couple months for those that don't know um one page roughly equals out to a minute right so 200 pages would be like 200 minutes right so that's a long ass movie yeah and i gotta cut it down like hell to 90 minutes to like 90 minutes whatever right but like um i felt so free doing it and like um yeah it was hard had to convince like my parents and stuff and like i don't even think my dad's still on board with it <laughs> like pretty sure i'm pretty nothing's sure nothing's good enough for him nothing's good enough right but i'm pretty sure like yeah my dad my dad's not on board with it right but like um when i got that deal with the, my other tv series right it was just like wow and like i just want to do this for the rest of my life and like it is as good as you think it is whatever you want to pursue and i was like shit i want to do this for the rest of my life i want to be like asian stanley i want to be like a tv producer a movie producer i want to be a director someday yeah yeah dude i can't wait for asian stanley to be vietnamese yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah we need we need we need more viet people in the media because right now when i look at asians in the media it's all like korean and chinese yeah Yeah, that's true well they're gaining popularity right but you know that's that's good right that's that we've all as a whole as asians as a whole Mm -hmm. we've come we've come a long way yeah but um this is the metaphor that i always go for right um if you look at harry potter right all the kids are technically english right but they're all different Right. Mm-hmm. You got Ron, you got Hermione, you got Harry, right? You got like the Weasley twins, all of the Weasley kids. Mm-hmm. Right. You got Luna Lovegood. They're all English, but they're all different. Right. right. They're all like dynamic. So it's not right that we've kind of pigeonholed like a bunch of 
like a whole continent as one like stereotypical character which is usually like the math nerd or like the sidekick right Mm -hmm. so that's not right that's not right at all so that's one of the reasons why like i took this job upon myself (laughs) but it's hard it's hard no it's it's well first of all art or creative writing or acting or anything like that yeah is like so hard because yeah so many people try to do it and people think it's like doable because you only see the people that make it yeah you don't see all the people that that don't make it yeah yeah that's true and then how do you keep the passion going for it like were there times where you felt like you wanted to give up um no dude you're just too good you've never had failure yeah i'm too good man (laughs) I'm just a boss. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds just like. Sadaika. <laughs> that guy's like a like a like gangsta, a boss, gangsta like a, boss, like a gangsta boss, gangsta like boss the, in Vietnamese. The, yeah, the, the boss of the gangsters. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like, I think um. <laughs> no, I think um. I think like uh. I think as with anything in life, right? If you do it for a long time, you kind of get bored of it. Right? Right, right, right. But then um, you yourself have to have have to find that motivation to keep going, mm-hmm. right? Because like um, you know, even if you do, it's really weird because I've met a lot of people where they're like accountants and stuff, but like once they've like got married, have kids, and like um, bought that house, bought that new car, mm-hmm. they're still missing something in their life. Yeah, totally. Right. So for me, I guess it would be like um, writing. It's hard, right? And I have come to terms where, like, even if I pursue this, I might not ever make it. Do you still have these thoughts in your of head? Of course I do. Damn. Of course I do. Even though I've hit, like, some success, right? Yeah. It's still just some success, right? And it's not something that I can sustain myself full-time. Oh, I work in animation during the day. I forgot to tell you that. Damn. Yeah. Nice. But, like, um, you know, it's still something I want to pursue because when I write, I feel so fulfilled, like 100% fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I feel like myself. And that's what keeps me going. And that's what keeps me motivated. And, like, um, you got to chase your dreams, right? Or else, like... Don't let your dreams be dreams. Don't let your dreams be <laughs> dreams and memes. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. No, it's so, it's so inspiring listening to you talk about it because I can. No I can, stop. <laughs> I can tell you're so passionate about it, and it's just the energy. I should be a life coach. <laughs> you should be a life coach. I should be a life coach. Yeah, you should. I was gonna say I feel like I'm sitting in a motivational. Give me six sit ups. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's a fitness coach. Yeah, no, yeah, never mind. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. It, it, we have to go back to Shia. Give me six <laughs> sentences. <laughs> What are you? What are your goals in life? Describe pizza. Describe pizza. <laughs> Do you still have that paper, by the way? Where oh my god, pizza? I don't know. Maybe. Oh my god, if you have it, I would. Shit. I would love to read it. I think I just described the crust really nicely. <laughs> I think that's all I did. That was different. Oh my god, I love yeah. it. <laughs> I think that's all I did. It's so cool, like hearing you talk about pursuing your dreams because. I've met I've met a couple like Asian Canadian people like through the podcast and stuff. Yeah, and half of them have like yappy jobs you know yappy what i jobs. mean yeah I know what you mean. yeah right and yeah. when i talk to them they're always like oh i want to do like a side hustle i want to start something but yeah. they're so scared yeah right because they're like what if i fail what if i don't make it yeah and for you just to kind of like you're going full force with this yeah right like no holds bars like yeah. you're you're chasing your dreams and it's, it's so amazing i guess like okay i guess what it is too is that um you know like 
people are scared essentially like they're scared of failing and they're scared of rejection right but yes. like the sooner that you get over that rejection and failure are is just a big part of life totally and totally. you know you should because like um you should just pursue whatever because you don't know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. right like um there's just like one facebook post that i really like um reading over a lot and it was like um it's it's a list of people who uh who have uh reached success mm-hmm. like later on in their life in their age so on that list there's like um vera wang vera wang yeah right there's like jk rowling right when yeah. she started harry potter right she was like divorced i think oh, okay and she was like super broke and yeah. she had like a son and she wrote harry potter and the philosopher's stone in a in a, like a cafe mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and like um who else uh who else who else was there oprah right oprah's been a lot and like she's been through so much she's been through so much i think she was like uh raped she was raped as a kid and then she had an abortion when she was like 13 she had an abortion when she was 13 but like she still pursued to be like a news anchor or a journalist i Mm -hmm. guess right Mm -hmm. and look how famous she is now she has her own network right yeah she's got her own network yeah right she got dr oz working for her yeah (laughs) yeah she's got dr oz working for her dude dr oz has his own show and now he like has his show on the Oprah network like he can't even oh sustain my God. his own man that's insane yeah no no Oprah so owns everything I guess people just freeze up because they only see the prize right and they're like wow I'm so far from the prize right, right. but when in reality like you gotta make the sacrifice and you gotta take the necessary steps to get to there hmm. right like you gotta put in the work did you always kind of feel this way or have this kind of philosophy on life because it, it sounds like you've maybe had some mentors and stuff because i feel like if you're neglected or if you grew up in a normal asian household you get neglected by your parents right you're like i was i was babysat by the tv my whole life you know what i mean no i'm just really dumb (laughs) yeah i'm just dumb enough to pursue my dreams yeah i'm just really stupid right no i guess um i've just been like through a lot of life stuff and like what kind of life stuff at this point i know right nothing in life is guaranteed yeah. Right. Even if you do. Right. OK. So what happens with a lot of Asian families is because uh, is that they come from a background of like uh, trauma or like war. For example, us, the totally. v- v- Vietnam War. Were right? your parents refugees? Uh, my parents are refugees yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. And like so that's why I think that's why they teach us uh, as we're young to like, you know, pursue education because that'll like open more doors for you and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But even if you get that accounting job, even if you are a doctor yep. and all that jazz, that doesn't guarantee anything, right? You could be an accountant and lose your job. Like maybe the company goes bankrupt or something. Right, right. right? Or if you're a doctor, maybe you get like a shitload of like lawsuits. Right, right. right? Medical That's malpractice. Yeah, medical malpractice, right? And so that's those are things that um, doesn't even get talked about. Right. Right. So I just in my opinion, right, if if you're just going to live this life right, and you only have like this one life, you might as well do something that you'd be proud of. And that's something that you enjoy. Right. Because if you do nine to fives every day at some mm-hmm. point, right, you just get like you're going to want to hang yourself. You're going to want to hang yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so um, I think that one of the reasons why businesses thrive some more than others and like some people are more motivated is because they ended up um pursuing a job or a business that is in line with their hobbies or mm. something that they really really like right. and it's that extra that 110 percent push mm-hmm. to keep going forward right. and that's makes it just a little bit more bearable it's that intrinsic motivation it's that intrinsic motivation yeah. and like um that's that's why people 
are that's why some people are more successful than others Mm -hmm. right and like yeah as i said like i love writing and i hate it (laughs) but like there's no easy shortcuts to life right life is always going to be a grind right but i think the sooner that you recognize that then like the sooner your life starts your life starts yeah, that's good totally that's a good one yeah yeah no i was gonna say what i've noticed uh, about you is like you're you're a risk taker right and you're not scared of failure or rejection and i think that's the main thing like so many people i've talked to are i'm still scared s- are you i'm still scared <laughs> but now it's just like i'm like desensitized by it. i'm like okay whatever <laughs> whatever yeah i think i think yeah <laughs> oh man uh, yeah <laughs> So I wanted to talk about how you just got back from Vietnam. Yes, I did. Yeah. How was it? Vietnam 2019, 2020. Oh, hashtag. I don't know, man. I have like a love and hate relationship with Vietnam. Oh, it's funny that you should mention that because mm-hmm. this is like joke that I've been um, telling like my family, friends and stuff like that. Yeah. So I've been back and forth to Vietnam lots of times. And like um, I've gone back to when I was like back to vietnam where i played the the un role so the big brother role yeah yeah and then i played the joe role which is like <laughs> mister yeah, right yeah, yeah. and then i've also played now when i come back i oh, play no. the back role <laughs> and the back back is a honorific right it's someone right. that you it's 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 a word that you use to address someone that's older than your dad <laughs> so i got these like fucking kids coming up to me and they're like back then they back then they and I'm like, who the fuck are you talking to, kid? You're and I'm like, oh like, shit, it's me. You're like, call me Ang Danny, please. No, I'm like, yeah, just call me An, right? And I'm like, oh back? fuck. So now oh I'm like fulfilling God. that role, and oh, I'm like, shit. shit, I don't want to come back anymore. <laughs> when I was I was in Vietnam recently in November yeah. for my brother's wedding, and a little girl, oh, no she was like eight, and she came up to me, and then her her mom, who was like super fucking old, like <laughs> her mom, her yeah. mom is technically my cousin. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I've, I've Even though she's happen. like, like my mom's age, you that's know so what confusing. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then um, her, I guess, like she had a granddaughter, and her granddaughter called me. Bah. Oh <laughs> shit! People don't know that means grandma. Yeah. I was oh. Grandma. I'm not even thirty yet. You a grandma? Grandma. Oh They're shit! Like, Chow ba. And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> what is my life? Shit. Oh Ouch. man, it's the worst, man. It destroys yeah. your self esteem, man. But to be fair, I had a beard, and oh, like I actually shaved it. Yeah, I actually shaved it recently. Like I had a, I had a, I have a long. I'm able to grow a really long ass beard. So you're one of the rare Asian men. I am one of the rare. I'm like a mutant. I don't know. <laughs> is, is that where you got your creativity? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an X Men. <laughs> yeah, I'm an X. I'm an exactly. X Men. Oh my god. Yeah, and like when I was when I was over there with the beard, it was so weird. I think it was like an age joke. But, like, my dad oh. keeps making this joke. He's like, oh, you look like Osama Bin Laden. I'm like, that's not okay. That's not fucking okay to say that. First of all, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, I guess. I guess, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, when I went, as soon as I went back there, all of my Viet uncles and all of my dad's oh. friends were making the same joke. And I'm like, they oh. They all called me Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, shit. My- Oh shit! Yeah, yeah you can a, grow a beard. I, will, I had a long ass beard. Dang, it's my dream. It's my dream to like grow it out super long, like Confucius long. Yeah, and then just stroke it. And just stroke when it. When you're pondering. And things. take like Translink, go on the bus and stuff, <laughs> and people look at me, think I don't speak English, and then just read the newspaper, and they'll be like, "Oh, sir, do do you need to sit? Do you, would you like this seat?" And I'll just look at them and be like, "Nah, bro, I'm good." <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. I miss my beard though. Wait, why did you shave it off? Oh, cause um, it was my grandma's uh, dumb yo. Oh. So I just wanted to be respectful, and yeah. so that's why I shaved it. Man, you say dumb yo. Yeah. How do you say it? Uh, um. I don't know. I know we say zol. Oh, uh, uh, zol. Yeah. Zol? Okay. Yeah. Uh, like zol. It's what? a. It's a wake. It's a wake. I think it's a wake. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. So it's it's just a time for family to get together and pay uh, respect to uh, a loved one. Yeah, you have all the fruits and, the, and all the, the fruits. food out on the table, and you got the altar. So actually, um, for me, it was my grandma's two years, and I think for the two years mm-hmm. wake, it's like super special. So we actually had the whole shebang where like an entire um, temple of monks came to our house and did like a blessing. Whoa. Yeah, I'll show it to you later. It was That's like crazy. It's really it was it was it was good, but like it was like yeah, I, mixed feelings. Like I miss my grandma. Aww. Yeah. So yeah, like I just like so I have like mixed feelings about Vietnam, right? Because mm-hmm. like on one hand, I had like um, I have really good memories of like as a kid going to my grandma's country house and like going fishing, and like flying kites. Oh, wait, wait, where does your grandma live? Um, Long Anga. I don't know if you Long know where that is, Ang. but the province is Longang. What city is it? Can um, I think it's about like I want to say four or five hours away from Saigon. Is it like more further south or north? It's or I want to say east. east. Okay. I want to say east. Okay. But like, yeah, like my my grandma, she had um, when they, when they started out, they had a straw house, right? But like my family, they've like redesigned and everything, and mm-hmm. like now it's made of cement. It's made of cement. Simang. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, there's so many Viet words that are just like weird. Um, how do you say? I love Vietnamese, man. It's, it's weird. Just <laughs> like I love how like some things are described. Like, um, like a fucking a crocodile is gas out, right? Which, yeah. when you translate it directly, means fish ugly. And I'm like, who the fuck named these fish? And then a freaking shark is like gam up, which is like. Fat, like, fish like fat fish yeah fat fish like, who the fuck is naming these so did I'm you just... did you go to school dude <laughs> oh, we're just gonna name that fat fish we need that ugly fish, fish. Yeah. ugly fish fat fish yeah. ugly fish fat fish <laughs> ugly fish fat fish Vietnamese is whack it's so whack and then you add in the accents right holy shit it's so weird I have a friend who's from Wei Oh, right yeah, yeah, and yeah. like um i've known her for a couple months now and like she just spoke vietnamese to me recently and i'm like i had no idea what the fuck you said man <laughs> dude the central vietnamese accent, central vietnamese accent is so i can cool. i cannot understand it yeah it, it blows it. my mind like i remember i had this one conversation with a girl i yeah. think it was it was dong hoi so it was like a little you know, <laughs> you know where that is is that a city yeah it's like a, a small city it, it's a little bit further north than hue or something like that for some right? reason i just thought of a like a wiener bun i i don't know man it was weird um <laughs> Yeah, so I went there, and then I was at a hotel, yeah. and then I wanted to rent a taxi, like, two ways to, yeah. to this one, like, cave or something. Yeah. And I was talking to... Because no one there speaks English. Right. Because what the fuck is Dong Hoi, right? Yeah, dude. Like, what even is that, right? Yeah. So I was talking to the receptionist in, in Vietnamese. So I was talking to her, and then mm-hmm. I, I wanted a taxi two ways, and I was like, Di hai chio. And then she was like... Mochio. And I was like, no, no, no. Mochio means one way. And yeah, I was like, yeah. no, no, hi chio. She's like, mochio. And I was like, no, 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 hi chio. Like, h- how much is it going to cost? Right. And she's like, yeah. mochio. And then after 30 seconds, yeah, she's I was talking like, about money. She's talking about money. <laughs> she meant 
mochio. But she was like, mochio. And I was like, oh, what shit. the fuck is oh, this? Oh, God. And I was like, it was so frustrating. And oh, I could tell man. she was getting frustrated. I yeah. was getting frustrated. And I was like, man, <laughs> Vietnamese is whack, bro. Because we have all the hard. accents. Yeah. But then we literally say it the same way, but we mean different things. We like, mean different things, yeah. It's crazy. It, oh, my your God. Your Vietnamese sounds really good, though. No, stop. Did, did you speak a lot of Viet at home? Um. Well actually yeah okay so as a kid i spoke a lot of vietnamese because i just spoke it to my parents right yeah. but now um my parents aren't here as often because it's the weather's too cold yeah so they go to vietnam more often mm-hmm. but i think i've just been like so back and forth so many times that like there's just like this like separate box in my head that's labeled <laughs> vietnamese and it's stored there forever <laughs> But it's just the same Vietnamese that I, like, bring out, like, every, I don't know, every time I go back there. <laughs> so, I don't know if I sound fluent or not, but um, I, I've, 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 met with, I've met with family in Florida, and I had this one cousin there who actually spoke more Vietnamese than me as a kid. Super fluent, like, mm-hmm. super chatterbox. He would speak all the time. But now that he's an adult, right, he's forgot it all. Oh, really? Yeah, he's forgot it all. And so, what ended up happening was that... Um, uh, some of them, some of them came over to Vietnam, and mm-hmm. I ended up being their tour guide, and I had to be like their translator because they met up with some family from the other side, not the one that I'm related to, mm-hmm. but the other, their yeah, other side, like, like the my uncle and aunt's dad, the other side, yeah. and I, had, I ended up had to like translate for them. I'm like, okay, I guess my Vietnamese is okay. <laughs> this is just, yeah, just fine. you know, kind of, kind of good, kind of good, but I don't think I can stop like World War Three, like definitely not. <laughs> Yeah, when you were in Vietnam, yeah, because it sounds like you go often. Is there a reason why you go often, or um, so between me and my sisters, I'm the most freest, right? Meaning, because I'm fun employed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of employed. The best kind of employed. Yeah. No, so um, because I work in the film industry, what ends up happening is that it's a lot of like contract jobs because right. um, it follows like the uh, like TV, right? Right. You know how like TV shows always break in the summer, mm-hmm. right? So, um, it's the same thing with like, uh, film jobs. Like they're always contract based. So whenever I am on a break or something, I try my best to go over there and like visit my mom and my dad mm-hmm. and visit family. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's Vietnam is better now mm-hmm. because I'm an adult and I'm free and I can go everywhere, but I hated it when I was a kid. I feel oh, the exact fuck. same way. Like I, so I remember when I would go to Vietnam as a kid, I always hated it, right? Like really? I went when Why? I was four, I went when I was 10, and I went again when I was 18. And yeah. all those times I hated it <laughs> because I was trapped at home yeah. and no, and I wasn't allowed out unless an adult went with me. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah, yeah, when yeah, I was yeah, yeah. 18, I was yeah. like, okay, I just want to go to the market. And they're just like, no, 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 you can't go. Yeah. Right? And I was like, this is my nightmare. I hate this so much. And yeah. then I went back to Vietnam with a friend my first time in my life i went with a non-family member <laughs> and it was amazing it was amazing it was yeah night and day like yeah. i rented a motorbike I, I rode a motorbike for the first time oh you life. badass in hanoi Shit, dude. oh I'm my god insane. oh my god yeah it was so fun never like oh i never stopped riding after that i was like this is amazing man you got guts man yeah i, I, would, I i'm I, crazy you know, i tried to girls, i yeah. tried to like ride a bike one time but um it was my dad's bike and it was a little bit on like the premium side because like my dad's extra he sounds bougie but it it was like super heavy. Oh, right? was so it? Oh. I think if I had a regular like a Honda or something, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that was smaller and lighter, I could right. totally do it. But like my dad's thing, was, like, yeah, why yeah. do you got to be so extra, dad? Yeah. But like, was it like a lead? Um, 
I don't know. Okay, anyway. That's <laughs> it's nice. That's all I know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. So, yeah, as an adult, it was a completely different experience. I was free yeah. to explore, free to do whatever I wanted. Yeah. Yeah, so was it like that for you? When was the first time you went when you got the freedom? So, like, the first time I went, like, yeah. Like, okay, so I hated it when I was a kid because... um I would always get trapped at the house too, yeah. and then like um, there would always like there weren't a lot of rooms, so I'd always have to share, yeah. and then I wasn't allowed out. Yeah. Right, and then it um, was basically like a concentration camp. It was basically like a concentration <laughs> camp, camp. But like um, also what it, what ended up happening was because um, when I was a kid, right, I was. I was I was a chubby kid. I was a round kid, so I hated oh, it too. They would always like grab your arms and touch yeah. you, right? So like they'd yeah. like touch my rolls, yeah, and then touch like my fat, and, and then would, like would they say like oh soon qua? No, no, yeah, okay. Some, sometimes yeah, like that, that they'd means, be like, like it feels awesome. <laughs> like oh, like look at you, like basically the connotation is like look at you, look at you, privileged kid or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And like people would just straight up call me like mop. Which means oh. like I guess like fatso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I asked my Vietnamese friends, and apparently that's like a cute thing. That's like a cute nickname mm-hmm. that like you can call people when they're bigger. But like just as when I was a kid, man, that just like destroyed me. Destroyed my self esteem. I'm like, why the fuck am I hanging out with these people? <laughs> they call me fat like every yeah. two seconds. <laughs> I know, I know what that's like too. When I was right? ten, I was like super fat. Oh, then, yeah, I know. And then oh, like, man. and then but you know because my family's from the north, we don't say yeah. mup. You know what we say? What you, uh, like bow? No. We say meow. Oh shit! <laughs> so that's like worse. It, yeah, it's worse. That's worse. Because because yeah. meow in the meow? in yeah. the in the the south means like literally means like oil like fat oil right like rich rich or greasy rich or greasy yeah, yeah so in the north oh they call you greasy rich <laughs> oh, <laughs> but not the good rich not like, the good rich yeah, the, the shitty kind of rich call you greasy yeah so, help help <laughs> like, oh no yeah, i know so i so, understand Viet people are fucking savage yeah Vietnamese yeah. people are too savage yeah they, they they don't give a fuck yeah. but so when you went back this time like yeah. what did you explore by yourself oh okay because like okay now as an adult like everything's amazing now because i'm fucking rich in vietnam <laughs> right <laughs> I make it rain. Yeah. I go to massage places. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I, go to massage places. <laughs> I could if I want. Why don't you? Right? They're great. No, I don't know, man. I'm, I just feel like I'm like dumb, right? And so I'm going to get stuck in a trap. Like, I don't know. Some, For sure you will. Some like For some, sure you will. Some chick... <laughs> I don't know, will massage me and then, like, her pimp corners me? I don't know, man. I'm scared. <laughs> Are you sure you haven't been? That's exactly how it works. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? I'm like, I don't want that, right? But, like, um, I guess, like, yeah, now it's better because I'm an adult. And uh, for those that can't see, I'm 5'8". <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Yeah, 5'8". Oh, I thought you were... Oh, you like present a lot taller. Really? Yeah, I thought oh, you were like six nah. foot. 5'8 must be fate. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like now it's cooler, right? Nobody calls me mop, right? Nice. Right? Nobody calls me mop. No one wants to fuck around with me. Yeah. Right? Me and my beard, right? I look like oh, a fucking gangster, man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh shit. Don't fuck with the Asian guy that can grow a beard. Yeah, don't fuck with the Asian yeah, guy. Yeah, it's dangerous. But like, yeah, now that there's like grab right and like it's so easy to go everywhere grab shout out um, to grab shout out to grab grab is dope it's it's um it's like southeast asia's uber it's southeast asia's uber yeah and it just makes things so convenient for you to go around you can't get scammed you can't get scammed because the prices are set yeah it's great yeah and then like um yeah in vietnam is so much more easier like if you watch tv in vietnam there's like um i don't know i want to say like 10 channels dedicated to english speakers Right, mm, that's a lot. It's all in English. Yeah, there's always like um old movies from the 2000s yeah. playing. Yeah. No, 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 no. When I was there, man, they were like playing like new movies. Like I watch Aladdin. I watch Avengers Endgame. Oh. And, like I watched like um a bunch of like recent movies too. 
Nice. And like, um, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, it's just like it's so much better now, and it's so much easier to get around. What and did like, you, what did you do when you were there? Did you visit like clubs? Oh yeah, and there's Wi-Fi now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah Back yeah. in the freaking '90s and early 2000s, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi was still a thing. Right, right, right. right? right oh yeah. my god. But, but now, did you get data when you were there? Data yeah. in Vietnam is so cheap. Oh my god, I got it's data when I was so, there. It changed my it's life. It's so man. cheap. It's like oh, five dollars, yeah. and you get like five gigs of data. Oh, it's the right? best. Yeah, you can just top it off whenever you want. So like, good. I think I think fifteen dollars, you get like twenty gigs of data or something. Twenty gigs, like, of data. something absurd. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I remember watching I, just YouTube videos on my yeah, phone on data. It's the best, man. <laughs> I went everywhere, and like I went grab everywhere, and like I yep. just visited a bunch of places, and like yeah, I went to Hanoi too, and like um, How, was it your first time in Hanoi? It was my first. Time oh, how was I went it? when I was a kid. Yeah, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Yeah. But like, I went as an adult now to visit some friends, and I was surprised. I thought um, nobody, nobody uh, clinks drinks in Hanoi. Like mok hai bai yo. Oh yeah, that right. I, I was so surprised. I was surprised when because I live when I lived in Vietnam. I lived in Saigon. Yeah. Right, and every time someone's like mok hai bai yo, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was like, because in the north, yeah. I've never ever ever heard anyone say mot hai ba yo. Yeah. It's not a thing. Yeah. It's a southern thing. Yeah, I guess it's a southern thing. And like, yeah. I try to make friends and people just look at me weird. Yeah. Right? Where's this Namor boy? Yeah, and then that's know? when I realized, I'm like, okay, I guess like, I'm a southern boy. I guess we're the rowdier Vietnamese people. You guys are more, Shit. definitely more liberal. Yeah, I think we're did, more liberal. Did you notice that when you were in the north? People in the north are very conservative. So, so I oh yeah that's actually that I observed that I observed that like people in the north were like a lot more conservative but like I see like all the young kids and they're like pretty bougie as fuck like they had like these fake Yeezys on yeah I, all of them had dyed hair oh yeah all yeah, of them yeah. were like wearing like champs and all that mm-hmm. but even even so I still felt like they were like super reserved and conservative like when they were talks amongst amongst themselves yeah. it was like in a whisper whereas um in like Saigon right in the south right they'd be like my quackong right. <laughs> Like they would just what's up, bro? Yeah, what's up, bro? They would just gloat that shit, right? But like, yeah, but I think like what my rationality was was because Hanoi is like um, where all the like, the officials are. Yep, that's right? all where the government the, officials. What do we call? It? Is it? Do we have a? Is it a blue house or a white house in, in uh, Vietnam? I don't oh even man, know. I don't know. Yeah, but the 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 know. white house of Vietnam is in the north, right? And yeah. that's where is that where Ho Chi Minh is buried? His mausoleum is there. Yeah, yeah so his yeah, burial yeah, ground yeah. is there. Yeah. Yeah, and like, um, I guess that's because that's why they're more conservative because all like the government officials are there, and like you mm-hmm. know they need to make f- keep face, right? Right, right, right. But like, even as a tourist and in the touristy area, I thought like, wow, everyone's so like quiet. Mm, but Hanoi yeah. was really, really, really fun. It was cool. Really, it was fun. You I thought, thought it was, was fun. Well, well, okay. It's I went with really my friends. Fun. I think Saigon I is friends. fun. Yeah. I think Saigon. I did think that like Saigon was like much more of a party scene yeah Saigon is where you go to have fun Hanoi is where you go to make money so yeah Hanoi is where you go to make money mm-hmm. and like I was around like uh, Wang Kim Lake right yeah so I was just chilling around there and like yeah actually it did feel more of like a relaxing vacation mm-hmm. as opposed to like a like party vacation did you have pho in North Vietnam in, um, in Hanoi it's different I didn't I had that one pho place uh, pho. that you like the one you had to line up but then yeah but I thought it was the same but apparently really? like yeah, I don't know. 
the only thing that blew my mind was like Bungcha. Oh my god. Oh yeah, shout out to Bungcha. That like fucking blew my mind. I, I'm looking for it here. I don't know if like anyone I sells it here. It's so weird because I feel like most of the food in Vancouver is like Southern yeah. Vietnamese food. That's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like Bungcha, I, I still you know well no we have a few Northern Vietnamese restaurants. There's one on like East Hastings. I think it's like Red Cafe. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's Northern Vietnamese. Dude, I gotta go, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need some Bungcha. I think life. it's it's near that white pen. Oh my god, place. it was like yeah. amazing, man. I had like the grilled meat and like the, and really like good. the vermicelli yeah. and like i ordered a side of spring rolls too oh, right yeah, yeah, yeah. i just put you that together in like a like a lettuce leaflet and like i like <laughs> i put some ginger in there right and then like Daddy's i dipped it eyes are closed i dipped right it now. in so i dipped They're it in <laughs> i dipped it in fish sauce and when i ate it i was like Whoa. It was like the scene in Ratatouille. You yeah, know? it was a scene in Ratatouille. Works. Except I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> oh no, I haven't. I haven't to the cook. And you're not a rat. Yeah, and I'm not a rat. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, like this is this is what life is. This this is what gives life meaning. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Wuncha is really good. So good. I thought it was weird at first. I'm like, who the fuck, like cooks a soup on the side and yeah. eats it separately from yeah. vermicelli like who does that I don't want to assemble my food but then I assembled it and it was amazing it expand really expand your horizons people yeah, it's like that consciousness meme where it's like <laughs> you know your brain just like goes to different dimensions yeah, yeah dude yeah so you went so to the amazing. north and then did you visit central Vietnam have you been um not not for like a really long time so like maybe the next time I go I do want to take a motorbike and go dude. all the cities central Vietnam is where you want to go and you want to rent a motorbike because it's oh, yeah. the safest yeah like compared to hanoi and, and saigon yeah i can see that yeah the nang is like yeah beautiful oh man so nice i haven't been there since i was a kid you gotta, oh if you go to da nang my friend has a hostel there shout out to alex and uh ran lighthouse hostel in da nang represent yeah they're like so alex is like my age i don't know how old you are i'm in my late 20s i'm 27 oh, wait 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 Vietnamese age or white people's age? Ooh. Do we have a Viet age though? Because Viet people kind of go by. Uh... I just plus one. Because, <laughs> because like Vietnamese age is pretty much um, nine months in the belly. Right. You count that as one year old. Well, right. Yeah. Because whereas like white people, you're nine months in the belly, and then when you're when you're born, then, that's when your count. The, then the clock starts. Then the ticking. clock starts ticking. Yeah. So I just add one. Okay, wait. So you were born in ninety two. So I was born in ninety two. Okay, yeah. So I guess I'm twenty eight in Vietnamese. Oh God! Oh, I don't like saying that. Man, I'm so old. <laughs> yeah, I'm born in ninety one. Really? Yeah. You older than me? <laughs> Ciao, <Yeah>. bow. <laughs> I'm bowing right now. I'm bowing. You gotta greet your chao, elders, people. Chao, chao, con. <laughs> oh my god! She just called me a kid. <laughs> That's what the grandparents have to call the kid. Shit, man. Yeah, but yeah, no, my friend, he's the uh, same age as me. Oh no, 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 he's one year older. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah he started a business in Vietnam. It's crazy. Young, yeah. young Viet Canadian entrepreneur, like opening a thing in Denai. I was, cu- I was like listening to a couple of your podcasts, like mentioning this, right? Yeah. And I think like you are totally right. Everybody has a side hustle in Vietnam. Every- you yeah. you literally okay so i don't know if people know but like the average monthly salary in vietnam is 200 usd a month shit you cannot like it doesn't everyone's like vietnam is so cheap it yeah. is cheap yeah but it's not like 200 usd a month cheap yeah you know what i mean you yeah. need to do things on the side yeah yeah but whereas here we, we just kind of like a lot of people just um, struggle on minimum wage yeah that's but, true but then they don't really search for more I, I think it's i think it's different right because like um if you're trying to start a business here right you need to find a place and then you yeah. gotta like think of permits 
and then you gotta right. find workers right right, 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 right. Whereas in Vietnam, I think it's so much easier to start a business because literally everybody does it in their homes. Yep, yep. Right. You, you everyone lives at the top. Everyone lives at the top, and then yep. at the bottom you got like a store, a cafe. Yeah. So like, sorry, there's a house, yeah. and then the ground floor is like uh, their business, and yep. then like the second floor, third floor, etc., mm-hmm. is where they would live. Exactly. Right. We can't do that here in Vancouver. There's too many rules and regulations. There's too many here. rules and regulations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think people are more concerned with like fire hazards, right? Because like, mm-hmm. if if someone were to start like a, I don't know, like a kitchen, like a kitchen in their house, like it's <laughs> yeah. probably gonna burn down at some point. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I yeah. I thought it was really inspiring though because when I went to Vietnam, I was like, holy shit! Like you can, you can really do anything in Vietnam, right? Yeah. Like I. Like, you can see a little kid, he's, like, selling stamps or something on the street, right? Yeah, lotto. Whereas, yeah, he's selling the lotto. lotto. Yeah. It, yeah, but here, it's, like, yeah, the barrier entry is so high. Yeah. And the risk is so high. Whereas in Vietnam, like, 10000 US dollars is a lot of money, but it's not that much money to, that much to start money, a yeah. business. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I worked at a school in Vietnam, yeah. and one of my coworkers, she's, like, a Vietnamese girl, so that means she was being paid, like, 300 USD a month, working yeah. full-time. Yeah. But her side hustle was that she would go to Thailand twice a month yeah. and she would buy shit from Thailand yeah. bring it to Vietnam and resell it in Vietnam for a higher Ooh, value what and, specifically or... um, I think it was just like crafts or like oh, baskets yeah. and shit yeah. like like clothing I don't know white people love crafts oh my god they do right yeah. and then <laughs> yeah they do they love DIY shit yeah, man, they love it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she, I think she was making at least 2,000 USD a month from her side hustle nice and that's I'll, not bad it, no it's yeah. she's making more money than me here yeah, 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 you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean oh shit um, um, and then, so I was like asking, I was like, why don't you just quit this, this school job? Right. Yeah. But I think it's like, she needs something on paper, I yeah. guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, everyone in Vietnam is, they've got side hustles and I feel like we need to bring more of that side hustle spirit here. Is that, do you think that's why more Canadians are like depressed than people in Vietnam? Cause we got too much free time to like, think about how we're so sad. <laughs> I think honestly, people are just depressed in Vancouver because, um, right. you know, they just, everyone is like freaking out whether or not they're gonna pay rent by the end of the month. <laughs> that's so true. Right. I think I think that's what it is. It's yeah. It's but, it's rough. But also because it's like cold here, and I think honestly the weather does affect mentality sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Right. It's, it's hard to be sad when you live near a beach and it's sunny. It's hard to be sad. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But like you know, there's there's pros and cons to everywhere, right? But like. I don't know. I kind of want to retire in Vietnam. I don't know. We'll see. I would, if I had enough money, I would yeah. totally retire in Vietnam. Yeah, finally open that bubble tea shop that I've been yeah. dreaming. Yeah. Have you thought about that? Cause my my dream is I want to open a coffee shop in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That I was my cool. that was my original dream. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but but yeah, I've always wanted to do that. I just have my tiny little coffee shop, right? Yeah. And then I have my own little. I don't know. I just sit sit outside and start reading philosophy books, and then yeah. that's just what I do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. I don't know, man. Open a coffee shop. A brothel? I don't know. <laughs> same, same. But, like, I don't know. It's 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 hard, right? Because, like, with my parents, right, the whole mentality is, like, we, like, we risk, we risk and sacrifice our lives in Vietnam to come here. Why would you want to go back? Totally. Right? Totally. So there's that that's kind of, like, up in the air. 
but like um also in vietnam i think what happens too is like i've talked to a lot of my friends right we're just falling in love with like the surface of it but like vietnam is like still pretty like it's hardcore. really it's 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 oh that's the thing is like right. it totally makes sense because i was talking about this earlier with a girl yeah and she's also vietnamese and i was like hey vietnamese people and then yeah. i was like i love viet people but i also hate viet people yeah you know what i mean and yeah. and i think it's because vietnamese people are so like at their best they're so like they're, they're hard, great they're great right yeah. they, they hustle they, they they get shit done yeah right? they do things that normal people wouldn't be able to do yeah. right like i've met people that have come to, like vietnamese people that have come to canada from with nothing like yeah. absolutely nothing yeah you're right right they learn how to do nails yeah and then within 10 years they own two houses in vancouver yeah speak, nuts. they speak no english yep. they, they are house owners i was born and raised here i'm almost 30 i can't even dream about buying a house i have a university degree that lady that i'm talking about she came here 10 years ago she owns two properties in vancouver damn boomers under her name damn boomers (laughs) dude she's like 35 oh shit (laughs) she's like 35 like she just came out of nowhere just learned how to do nails that's the thing though a lot of people shit on vietnamese people like oh you guys all do nails blah blah blah. it's like yeah but people don't understand how much money those nail salon ladies make dude don't tell don't tell people our secret man okay yeah i can't say i can't say but like yeah. yeah like while they're talking shit about you they're mostly laughing at your old shoes yeah they are laughing at your yeah, old shoes yeah while their Chanel bag is, is yeah. next to them and get bad night and her <laughs> shoes because <laughs> I <like>, cool <laughs> oh shit oh my god yeah oh, it's, it's crazy man damn Danny but like you know you just there's pros and cons to everything, right? You just got to see where you gotta see where life takes you and ask yourself if that's what you want. And can you see yourself doing this for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I wanted to ask because, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, you were talking about how you wanted to write more Asian characters, right? Give us a more, like, dynamic uh, that's correct. Uh, representation in, in media and that stuff. That's correct. Did you always feel, like, very proud to be Asian and specifically Vietnamese? Because what I've noticed with myself and other Viet people, mm-hmm. we're pretty ashamed to be Viet. Mm-hmm. Like, if I could be Chinese, if, if there was a button I can press and it's, like, Chinese, yeah. I'd probably press it. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But Shit, son. <laughs> no, because... Because I, I never grew up like I, I don't know maybe it's because the stereotypes that existed about Viet people were always mm. like negative mm-hmm. and if they were positive it would be like oh we're cool but it's like we're cool because we're gangsters and we break the law and we kill people yeah. which, which I don't know if that's like cool right you yeah. know what I mean so I don't know how, how was your relationship so, with your identity I don't know okay so hmm. okay I guess I'll go way back in this um, when I, growing up right um, I didn't really feel Vietnamese or Canadian I guess I don't know I guess I just saw myself as another Asian because what had happened was that um, when I was making friends I'm a total otaku slash weeaboo right <laughs> so what what was going on was that um, as I was growing up the anime boom was starting to happen here in Canada oh, I see. so when I made friends right it would be like the white kids um, the Asian kids who are always into anime mm, weeps yeah so weeps Right. So that's how I would always make friends, even like now my career path. And like even now mm-hmm. as an adult, like I'm still just like a oh, weeb because mm-hmm. like so in that way, I was kind of like a gatekeeper, I guess. I was like, yo, oh, see, you watch anime. OK, you can come chill with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You can sit with us. But like uh, growing up, I didn't have like any Viet friends at all. Mm. Just like my, my mom and dad were my only Viet friends. <laughs> 
but there were some Vietnamese kids in my school. But like, yeah, they did have like the whole Namor stereotype, Vietnamese gangster boy right. stereotype with the dyed hair and yeah. like yeah, the the bomber jackets, mm-hmm. right? So, um, I I honestly, it honestly didn't matter to me that all. I guess like what had happened was that yes, I was a minority, but I always blended in with the majority. Mm. Right, so yes, I'm Asian, I'm Vietnamese, but I always hung out with like the Hong Kong kids. Same, yeah. Right, and um, because there, you know, there's a huge Hong Kong population here in Vancouver, and so um, I never felt discriminated against, mm-hmm. or uh, yeah, I never felt discriminated against. But it wasn't until years later, when I went to Florida, right, to visit my family there, and um, it was such an eye opener eye-opener for me because we would it really felt like we were the only asians within like a hundred kilometer radius you're probably the only people under 60 years old too yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah pretty much suns yeah. sunshine and old ass people <laughs> yeah right and then that's when it that's when it hit me right that like oh my god i'm a privileged asian Right. Well, you're an I'm Asian a, in Florida. An Asian yeah. in Florida. So, like, I'm a privileged, like, living in Vancouver, there's so, so many different types of Asians here. Mm-hmm. That's when it hit me that, like, oh my God, like, yeah, I'm a privileged Asian. And um, I asked, like, my cousins from Florida all the time, like, did you guys ever feel, like, bullied or anything like that? And they were like, maybe as kids, there was, like, a little bit of it. But as they got older, it was more accepted. Right. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, now it's kind of, like, freaky because um, my cousin from Florida, she showed me a map of um, who voted for who during the presidential election. Right, the green and the... Or the, the blue, the blue and, the and the red. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They're, they're in a pocket of blue, and there's, like, two other pockets of blue, but then the entire state of Florida is red, red for Trump. Yep. Wow. What, so you were like, surprised? Holy shit. Well, that? yeah, I guess I was surprised. I guess like it was Florida's still Florida's kind of famous for it. Florida's kind of famous state, for it, yeah. but I guess it was still like away from me. Something on TV, right? it is very far. It's something yeah. I wasn't still like. It was still something I couldn't comprehend. Right. But like, yeah, just so knowing that, um, part of the reason why I take up the pen, right, is because, um, well, I was privileged enough where as a kid I didn't need that Asian representation in my life because I saw it all around me. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's the same case for the rest of the world. That's right. Right. That's right. So, um, one good example that I, uh, I bring up all the time is like, um, Hollywood's portrayal of like Indian people, right? It's also nerdy sometimes, most of the times nerdy IT, um, you know, people with Indian accents. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you're here in Vancouver, there's like the Surrey Jack stereotype from Surrey and the Surrey Jack stereotype is the same as like the Namor stereotype where it's like, you know, they're rowdy and they're gangster. Yeah. Don't mess with the the brown kids from Surrey. You don't fuck with them. You don't fuck with them. They're scary. They're scary. You know, I have a funny story about that. So my friend, Victoria, shout out to Victoria. Victoria. Uh, Yeah. Victoria from Kansas city, Missouri. What's up? From Kansas city, Uh, Missouri. It's funny. She, she was visiting me in Vancouver yeah. uh, and then we were driving around and you know like Vancouver has a lot of Asians we have a lot a lot of East Indian people yeah and she was like oh my god you're your Indian guys are hot and I, <laughs> and I was like what are you talking about right yeah because I was like a, a just a normal brown guy yeah he was yeah. like tall and had a beard blah blah, blah right but for Shit. me growing up here I'm like yeah yeah right like the Indian guy can be a basketball player he can be a nerd he, he's everything because there's so many Indian people right right right, right. and she's like no 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 like he's he's so sexy and then we were like we turn brown, we're driving chicken, brown, 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 <laughs> everywhere we go she's like brown. your brown guys are so sexy like, and I was like what are you talking about and she's like no 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 in America where I'm from they're 
all IT tech support. She's brown like, fever. Every single no, one. Yeah, no. So I was like, dude, move to Vancouver, marry a brown guy, like become a Canadian citizen. That's so funny. <laughs> Holy shit. Because so that was the first time in my life where it occurred to me, like, right? Wow. Yeah, your mind was blown. Exactly. So it's like what you said because I've yeah. always seen brown people as multidimensional. Yeah. Because they are here, yeah. right? But I guess yeah, like you're right. In in some places in the states uh, on TV, they're they're just IT tech support. I don't know. Supposedly, like East Indians, they have like a seventy percent or like eighty percent bone structure match to like white people, apparently. Some East Indians like are very good looking. Yeah. So there are some. There are yeah. there are like they're there's very, a lot of them. They're like, very attractive. Really good looking. I'd be like, damn man, yeah. that guy's that guy in his beard is really killing it. They got like the eyelashes. Yeah. Man. Yeah those eyelashes <laughs> bat them for me <laughs> i feel that gust of wind hitting you yeah eyelashes get me too I'm like oh god yeah i love it but like on top of that right um like if you look at vietnamese representation within hollywood mm-hmm. it's always um v- uh, vietnam war movies totally right or and Viet Cong and- or like, yeah Viet Cong, and so we're always like the enemy or like we're always like uh, you know, savages, savages, literally savages, savages yeah. that hide in bushes with climb a gun, trees. climb trees, yeah. right? And then also the other portrayals is like um, we are um, like uh, poor village folk. Yes, right. Yep. Yeah, we we all like live in the Mekong Delta by the river, exactly, with the Viet straw hat, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like yeah, that's why I take up the pen, right? I want to change it. That's so cool. It's not that cool, man. No, it is cool because a lot of Viet people, yeah, you either, you take that, you fall into that, like, I'm a cool gangster, right? With like a chip (laughs) on my shoulder, right? Or, or I don't even know what the, or the other one is like, yeah, I try to hide my identity. Yeah. Like hide my Vietness. Like I remember because I always had so many Chinese friends growing up. Yeah. When people found out I was Vietnamese, they were shocked. Yeah. Right? Like, When they would see my last name, they're like, wait, 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 you're Viet? And I'm like, yeah, yes. I'm Viet. Right? Whereas the other Viet girls, it was so easy to identify them. Yeah. Because they're, they're loud. Like, yeah. they, they got the hair, they got the clothes, right? God damn. Yeah. TNA. So, TNA. Oh, do you know the tight-ass <laughs> TNA spandex suit? It's black. It's pink. It's blue. Like, it's every color, right? Well, I don't look at girls' asses. I mean, what? Wait. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm familiar with this particular <laughs> brand of um tight yeah. pants. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But it's it's cool seeing how Vietnamese people have changed down. I've I've met people like you yeah. uh, or I guess like us where yeah, we yeah. don't fall into that cool namer group yeah. and we're kind of just doing our own thing. I think we're still cool namers though, but just a different breed, you know. You think so? Yeah, man. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you wear kappa when you were younger? No, I didn't. See, I that's didn't. the test. Did you have a North Face bomber? No, I didn't. Exactly. So I was just, I'm like, nah, I don't want to fall into stereotypes. I just want to be me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess to answer your question, like, I guess like, yeah, maybe, maybe a part of me was like a little ashamed to be Vietnamese. Right. Mm. But um, now that I'm older and I'm wiser and just like. Well, a little bit wiser. Well, you, you were growing the, the, the wise man beard. So. Yeah, growing the wise man beard. Like, yeah. um, you know, I'm I, I would say, like, I'm proud to be, like, Vietnamese, right? Because um, uh, this goes into, like, my career as well, like, my, uh, my life philosophy for, like, career as well. The only way to be a good writer is if you could be, try to be as unique and creative as possible. Mm-hmm. And to be that unique and creative, right, you need to, like, pull from everything, whether it's from your experiences or whether it's from your background, mm-hmm. right? 
And I think that's like why like you know Asians are getting a lot of attention now in like in movies because we're making like these unique stories, right? And we're pu- we're we're trying to be as unique as creative as we can, mm-hmm. and that's pulling from our background, right? Yeah. I think like with Crazy Rich Asians, right? Technically, it's it's kind of like a Cinderella story. It is. It's right. It's hundred percent a Cinderella. Like story. How many Cinderella movies have we seen, right? But what makes it unique? It is the actors, and it is the location, Singapore, right. and it is like the the Asian background. It is. Right? Yeah, the Asian American yeah. kind of background. The Asian American kind of background experience, right? Yeah. And like, I think it's a good time to be Asian right now. Yeah. yeah too bad too bad Andrew Yang just dropped out of the presidential race. Oh did he? You didn't know. Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, our boy Andrew oh, he no. stopped his campaign. Oh I know. man. I was ready to be American so I can get like a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. <laughs> doing podcasts. And I just, just like... wanted to go to one of his campaigns because I heard <laughs> he was giving out free bubble tea. That's was what... he? Yeah, oh, I think I so. Love him. Yeah, he just dropped out. Oh man, that sucks, man. Oh yeah. Shit. Anyways. I don't know yeah. if he's good or not for the job, but he's but, better but... than us certain person probably <laughs> uh danny thank you so much for coming on my podcast wait is that it <laughs> we just started you're cutting me off i mean i'm free <laughs> like we could keep doing this right i'm just kidding i'm sure yeah. whatever anytime it's a pleasure i would love to be a guest on your show i would love to have you remember this man his name is danny van watch out for danny van um where can people find you um, if you want them to find you, I'm on Instagram. It's uh, at cool man Danny Van, an <laughs> underscore the symbol 24. But like, I don't know, it's just my friends and food and Funkos, Funko Pops. You, oh, Funko Pops. <laughs> I just learned what that was when we met. What a nerd. I mean, what a loser. <laughs> Yeah, you're a hardcore nerd, man. Yeah, I am a hardcore yeah, nerd. Hardcore man, you should nerd. see my room. My mom and my dad are terrified every time they enter my room. <laughs> I'm scared. Even my dad was pissed. He'd be like, what the fuck? There's nothing Vietnamese in here. And I'm like... Is it just... What is it? What's in your room? It's a bunch of action figures, honestly. That's what I was picturing in my head. <laughs> hey, man, but I pull it off well, okay? Okay. I, it's like my geek chic, okay? I pull geek it off chic. well. I like it. Yeah. You own it. See? That's the thing. Yeah, you gotta, gotta own it. You just gotta own your nerdness. You gotta own your nerdness. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's your host, Nina, from Pass the Poutine Podcast. And I will see everyone on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Pass the Poutine. Pass the Poutine.